are you listening to an interview series on YouTube and Instagram? You're listening to an interview series for this 23rd edition of the Mutech Festival, a series of panels, presentations, and workshops over four days around digital creation is the part of the festival titled Mutech Forum. With me today, I have Sarah McKenzie, director, creative producer, and journalist with a finger on the pulse on a wide array of contexts around technology, design, and new media, to mention a few. And as part of the festival, she's moderating panels and presentations and will be guiding the program as host for the week. Thanks for taking the time to chat, Sarah. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. So the Friday program, the, the last day of the Mutech Forum, runs under the theme Music Matters, touching on topics such as sustainability, accessibility, and diversity in live music. Could you um, give us a rundown as to what to expect from this series that you've set the program for? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this is the third year that I've worked with Mutech, and it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because this is also uh, the first year after the pandemic, you know, becoming a little bit more, how would I say this, um, the pandemic, us becoming a little bit more habituated to the pandemic. I don't want to say that it's over because who knows, it's probably <laughs> not. But um, it's the third year I've been working on the festival and I haven't really seen the festival from the back end perspective fully come to life. So, for example, working on the forum last year and the year before, everything has been either virtual or with like a really small audience in place. So this year, in terms of programming, it was really important to celebrate the fact that we can all be in person together again to have these discussions. Uh, so it kind of provides a whole new uh, layer to the dialogue that can be had in this type of context and like a forum type context. So building on that on Friday, which is the 26th of August, the entire day, uh, all the activities and all of the sessions are focused around music industry from various perspectives. And we have a keynote presentation planned, uh, two panels, and then a workshop that's kind of associated with one of the panels that will actually be held on the Wednesday, the 24th of August. But all that to say is that the Friday is dedicated towards the, the music industry day. And uh, looking at different topics, the topics range from, I mean, you, you kind of set it off, set it up nicely, but it, it ranges from the future of live music, uh, Web3, Metaverse, we're talking about uh, accessibility and safety and electronic music, uh, diversity and inclusion and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. I mean, so putting the pieces together and you mentioned like celebration, um, what, what, um, fundamental building blocks felt important to put together as a foundation for making that happen? Yeah, I think that uh, not to, to say the pandemic or the P word again, but I think the, pan <laughs> the pandemic has really changed a lot of our habits uh, as music listeners when it comes to how we engage and consume 
music from like a streaming or like a consumer's perspective and also from a like a live music standpoint but it also has created a bunch of really interesting shifts in distribution, supply chain, marketing and uh it's it's a really interesting moment for the industry to take a step back and evaluate everything that's happened in the past couple of years due to technological shifts but also due to major events that have happened, uh, major political or socioeconomic events that have happened that have impacted music industry at large. So... And continues to do so that it's constantly, like that is happening in the moment of like an unforeseeable, yeah, the future is, is a bit cloudy, cloudy or like hazy of not knowing really what's happening. So it is, as you're saying, like an interesting time to reflect upon these topics. Absolutely, yeah. We should we should always be reflecting on these topics every day. You yeah. know? But but at the same time, like the I I really like I mean I'm I'm biased, but obviously, but I like how the programming has been approached where instead of looking at topics that are relevant for the music industry right now, so for example, web three, which is like, you know, the biggest buzzword ever uh these days, um, instead of siloing the conversation around web three we're looking at ways where we can incorporate ideas of web web three thinking and decentralization into larger discussions that are more relevant to different music industry stakeholders so for example there's uh there's a panel on the future of live music and in that panel we're talking a lot about accessibility and safety and sustainability and various ways that we can just be better at doing live events. But to that extent, we're including a Web3 uh, a Web three organizer into the, into the mix because, you know, the past couple of years we've consumed or we've kind of haven't really been consuming music in the same way and screens have completely changed the game and uh, there's been so many interesting sort of like digital to physical bridges that have been created in the past couple of years that it was really important for us to integrate that into, into, the, into the live music piece. Mm -hmm. So we're really looking at ways that we can intersect different topics in a way that feels holistic. Right. I mean, you, you mentioned Web3, which is one of the one of the themes around one of the panels or presentations during the Friday's program um, titled Enter the Music First, which is about Web3 and how that can be used in the context of, of music and music industry. Um, for any listener that's not in the, in the groove, what, what is Web3 and how does that relate to, to the theme Music Matters? Yeah. So when I started reading about NFT culture and crypto and Web3, I was really confused because I just assumed it was about making money and about like financial investment and scandal. And I realized as I started doing a little bit more research and more reading and having conversations with people, and uh, I've been to a few conferences now too in, in the US, that there's a lot more there beyond just the making money part where like there's this whole philosophy 
an idea around decentralization that has really interesting implications and considerations that the music industry can learn from. I think that the music industry itself um, has a lot to gain in terms of ownership models, distribution models, uh, you know, from we can also talk about, we could have a whole conversation about royalties and you know everything like that. It just feels like there are a lot of things that are a little bit broken. Mm-hmm. And Web3 and its various philosophies and ideas around decentralization offer this chance to kind of rewrite it and to fix that and to, to give people or to, to kind of like decentralize and to spread ownership and uh, to to artists and to like the people themselves who are trying to create or extract output from their from their creation. So it's super important and, and perhaps um, finally an opportunity to do that for a revolution to actually happen or that this platform or set of tools f- finally might might exist because it feels like you know that's something that's been that's been due for a long time, a sort of mm-hmm. shift of, of power to the artists. and um, Yeah, and I think, you know, Web3 is really just a decentralized version of the internet that takes back the power from the Googles, the Amazons, the Facebooks of the world, and puts money in people's pockets that are actually doing the work and that are creating. And uh, it's not perfect. It's definitely not perfect. Uh, a lot of people in Web3 say it's early days, you know, which is true. But I think that in general, there's a lot that we can stand from observing those models and seeing, taking a moment and thinking about, wait a minute, the music industry needs to be fixed or needs some repair. How can we take this thinking and incorporate it in order to just, you know, get people paid and do things right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So an, another piece of the program, um, also on the Friday, embraces the DIY by elevating marginalized communities and electronic music, which is a presentation that will be held by Frankie the Kaiser Hutchinson, one of the founders behind the collective and platform Disc Woman. Um, what can one expect from this talk? Yeah, so Frankie has been super active Uh, in so many different facets of electronic music in the past couple of years or more, I mean, like almost a decade, and is a really inspiring person. And we've come to the over two-year mark now of George Floyd's murder in the U.S., which sparked such a large string of promises from, you know, different people working in the music industry who kind of woke up and realized, okay, yeah, there is a massive diversity problem. And right now, it seems like we are used to having these conversations about diversity inclusion being important, which is amazing, but kind of like checking in with the state of how things are. Frankie is going to kind of come in give a sort of state of the union on things and then explain and shed light on the work that still needs to be done because there still is so much work that needs to be done. And the work that she's done with Disc Woman, but also Dweller, which had um, its second edition, I believe, earlier this year in February, 
which is a festival that celebrates the black roots of dance music. Mm -hmm. uh, she's going to use her, her two projects as case studies for strategies that could be easily deployed by anyone working at various capacities in the music festival. Well, thanks, Sarah, for shining some light upon some of the programming. There's much else that is happening that week. Part of the Mutech Forum, as you said previously, running during four days from 23rd to 26th of August, um, where you'll see more of Sarah McKenzie as well. Thank you for having me. I'll see everyone there. <laughs>